the future of photography. Adrian, what is the most fancy piece of photography technology you own? Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's quite a lot to choose from. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let, let, me, let me try to rephrase the question. Is there anything that, that makes photography very easy for you by taking out the skill that is required to do photography? <laughs> no, like that's so, something that automates something for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. So uh, I will confess, and this this may horrify you or may not. When I use things like uh, my little waterproof Olympus camera mm -hmm. for capturing th for capturing photographs of wet things, um, uh, I quite often use the uh, the exposure modes, the scene modes. Um, for some reason, that little tiny camera works really well with its scene modes. And then I don't have to worry about it, especially if you're splashing around in the water, right? Yeah, you've yeah. got a, a life jacket on and you're bobbing up and down and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, somebody who appreciates the ease of use. And And that's, I mean, a lot of people are that way i mean we have to kind of admit as as people who who really kind of know about exposure and the focal length and the and the shutter speeds and the aperture and that kind of stuff because we have dealt with it for ages forever for years and years and years um, but we have to admit that most people shoot their cameras in kind of an automatic mode right Yes. Can uh, I add uh, another one, actually? And I, I need to, sorry, second answer to sure. your original question, butting in. Um, I have found that um, now that I use cameras with EVFs, I use a lot more often the spot exposure. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, and that, for me, works uh, works really well because uh, now, now I can move a little cross point on the screen in front of me and have the exposure in the viewfinder change. Mm -hmm. Um, that that for me is an enormously powerful thing in capturing the image that I can see in my brain. So there are the, these, let's say, two sides of photography, the ones who want to shoot everything in manual exposure and get like manual focus and get everything exactly the way they want, and the others who will happily rely on some some form of automatic system to do most of that for them. I mean, we, we all use that when we use our smartphones to shoot, right? We point it at something, the phone does all that for us, and then you have a little bit of influence by maybe tapping on the screen at a certain point and then maybe sliding up that little sun icon to adjust the exposure. But that's pretty much it. So uh, it is certainly moving more towards the automatic thing if you look at the numbers. Now... <laughs> there are every now and then there are things on com things come on the market that are that that kind of promise to take all that pesky guesswork out of things <laughs> for you that make it really really simple and one of those helpers that has recently come up and it's not even a product yet it's a kickstarter thing that has just i think received uh, two and a half million dollars through kickstarter so a lot of people that's quite a lot of money that because a lot of people uh, <clears throat> kind of uh, like the promise that it gives them and it's called arsenal and it's a little a little box that you put on the top of your camera on the hot shoe where the flash normally goes and you connect it to the usb port of your camera or some other port 
and it promises to make you a, a professional photographer. Right. Oh, it's gonna. What's gonna do my invoicing for me? <laughs> that's, that's quite that, clever. It, it's a very good question. No, it won't do that. Um, the price now on, on pre-order is one seventy-five dollars plus shipping. Um, the retail price is going to be two hundred and fifty. But again, it's pre-order. No one has seen the actual product just yet. Um, but they claim to solve your photo issues, and I would like to kind of take that apart just briefly and look at the individual promises and. Uh, what that yeah, means. let's do that because this looks like an interesting product, but it also looks like uh, yeah, one of one of a a, a class or one of a genre because uh, yes. there are quite a lot of things that you can put in your hot shoe that will automate your uh, photography in in some way, um, even if it's yes. only just by acting as a remote trigger. So, so this one is special, yeah. Or well, they, they claim they're special, and um, I, the reason I've also the reason I put this on this show is because I have received a lot of questions about this lately from other people who kind of want my my yeah want want, want me to help them understand if this is a good thing or not, and if they should invest in it or not. Um, so let's, let's let's take a few of those claims and and see. Um, first of all, they say that we're we're doing full wireless control, up to one hundred feet, okay. which is just pretty much taking the uh, <clears throat> the controls of the camera into your hand. That's what I think. If you have a Wi-Fi on your in your camera, which most cameras now do. That's probably in the app of the manufacturer. That's like controlling the shutter speed and the aperture and the ISO and uh, gave, giving you a live preview and letting you trigger the camera from your smartphone. Mm. So that's just one of the things. Okay, so far, so good. But the big thing they are um, they are advertising with is that it has AI built in. Ah. Now, we have talked about AI a lot here, about machine learning, about... Uh, systems that are being used to, I don't know, enhance resolution or judge what a good photo is. And they claim the system has been trained on thousands of great photos and that it, I'm quoting from, from their materials, and that they that it can determine the optimal settings for the scene you're shooting. Okay. okay. So okay. it will, um, the claim is it will look at the scene and then based on what's in the scene, determine what the optimal settings for the scene are. And then next, it fine-tunes those settings using 18 different environmental factors. And after some questioning, they even released a blog post where they are a bit more, uh, they go a bit more into those factors and uh, it has to do with like the motion of the camera because it has a motion sensor in it and it has to do with... Um, <clears throat> Time of day and all these kind of things. So, right. So, so if the camera is moving around a bit, they probably would go with really fast shutter speed if they could, or something like that. Yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. And then okay. they claim the result. Again, I'm quoting: the result is great settings for any shot, like your own photography, like your own personal photography assistant at Arsenal lets you focus on the parts of photography you love, while it takes care of the rest. So. It has a few additional. I won't come back to this. It has a few additional uh, functions that one is focus stacking, so you can, you, you know, if you shoot with very shallow depth of field, but you want everything from the front to the back to be in focus, you could use several photos at different focus distances, and then computationally uh, add those sharp pieces of each of the photo into one sharp photo. 
mostly known with macro photographers. Their example does not show macro photography. Um, then they do exposure stacking, which is pretty much what we call HDR, mm -hmm. which your smartphone does out of your pocket um, by default. <laughs> Then, well, they, yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. Then it says, then it does uh, pseudo long exposures, which means uh, you can computationally add several short exposures and make this look like a long exposure with flowing water. Um, again, we have yeah. talked about this here. The smartphones do that. Yeah, they, yes, but I think that, I, I, and I think there's possibly there's going to be a long list of things that smartphones can also do. But yes. I, I, I personally find it. Still, I don't think that that then is maybe what you call uh, a substitute product, perhaps. But in, I don't think it 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 would overall cancel out the the goodness in a thing such as no, Arsenal, no, no. because there, there's something for me that's quite compelling about doing this. With, yeah, with, with a real camera as such, right, right. Because we are still we still have bigger sensors and uh, possibly better optics in some of the bigger cameras. Um, it adds uh, time lapse capabilities which in itself is not that spectacular but they claim that it does automatically adjust the shutter if you shoot from day into night for example these kind of things mm -hmm. and then of course everything that comes and it comes with an app of course so everything that goes with with uh, this apping on your smartphone all the social sharing and stuff that is uh, of course built in there but <clears throat> the thing I want to come back to is the AI component because that is the one that uh, initially when I saw this, I was just shaking my head and going, okay, this <laughs> is not really going to be that compelling because as a photographer, you will know that with this kind of a scene, you want a longer shutter speed and with this kind of scene, you want, I don't know, um, yeah, a, a wider aperture. Yeah. And, and and in the end, that's the factors that it can influence, right? It can influence the shutter speed, the aperture, and the ISO. That's pretty much what it can do uh, on the camera because that's what cameras have to offer in terms of exposure control. But then, of course, the thing that I always kind of underestimate is, and and I think that's a that's a that's a fallacy that a lot of professionals uh, fall for, and that is the yeah, isn't isn't that hard, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, it can't be that hard <clears throat> because you've spent <laughs> 20, 30 years of, of practicing the craft and a lot of people who come into this uh, are kind of very, yeah, they, they, they so, feel lost with all the possibilities and all the switches and settings that, you, that, that those cameras offer you. Yes. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's 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 an interesting thing, isn't it? Because if if you provide somebody that knows about these things with a tool such as this, then they are likely to consider that they know quite a lot of it. And if you provide somebody that doesn't know things and would find it useful, then of course, you know, having it all automated perhaps takes away some of the opportunity to learn. Well, it takes away the opportunity to learn, and I would argue also might take away. Uh, the opportunity for creativity because you get this recipe the thing will give you a recipe and make you take the photo at a specific way they say that they have uh they have uh, the ability to change the settings after it made its decision so you can slide mm. things around and, and and 
make changes. Right. But but that's one one of my questions. Well, what does that do to skill? And is that is that skill still required? And yeah. the second question is, uh, what does it do to to the creative side of photography? Well, I, I, I can answer the creative. I mean, for the creative side for me, I mean, this is why I was saying I quite often use the spot meter in my camera because I, I, I uh, and, and when I do that, one of the things I often do it for is to meter for somebody's face. So I, I quite like shooting in quite high contrasty outdoor scenes, you know, so uh, especially in cities, because you can get some really interesting shapes and pattern of the light and shadow. And and I'm no fan ho, right? Okay, <laughs> this is just purely amateur stuff. But, but you know, nonetheless, it's something that is, you know, aesthetically interests me. So I quite well, I will quite often take a photograph of somebody in a quite a contrasty environment. I want to make sure that their face is absolutely uh, um, uh, exposed correctly and and also uh, uh, alongside that that nothing is being clipped in the highlights and i will quite happily at that point let the shadows where they fall uh, or lie, lie where they fall i should say and and you know and use that as negative space in my composition but that but that goes back to how many years of photography that you've done uh 10 12 years maybe now yeah. something like yeah something 10 10 12 years something so like again that. It, it comes back to, to all this experience that you've taken the time to build up and i think uh, it's it's hard to put in words but are we are we at the point and and when i when i when i um when i go and 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 laugh about these kind of things which is my initial instinct um i kind of think i feel it probably feels the same as someone when the cars started to become more automated. You know, the, you don't have to know what a choke is and you don't have to crank a, <laughs> a handle anymore. Um, but you just sit in and there's an electric starter. Oh, my God. And there were there must have been people at that point where who went, okay, that's not driving anymore. That's that's. It's just like putting a, putting <laughs> yes, a key think, in, right? And, th and I think I, I, I've I've read a lot of stories uh, about uh, the, there being reactions of that kind when autofocus was first introduced. Yeah, into, same thing. Uh, same thing into photography. So I, but it's I, yeah. So so what would I expect from an AI that was actually an actually artificially intelligent? I'd expect it to be able to learn something about my preferences as well. So maybe that maybe this this little box, um, we, you would be able to to yeah. Let's say you you would stick it in a hot shoe and uh, the app because because the AI has learned the way that I like to take photographs, it will immediately seek out the highest uh, sorry, the uh, the brightest point in in the image and make sure that the exposure is set so that that those highlights are not clipped. Um, uh, and and just exposed there and and because I'm quite happy with having you know negative space in my images and less detail um, actually it would also know that I didn't require it to take 10 shots and merge them if you know to make sure that you could see the detail in every part of the exposure maybe it would learn that about me and so i could just plug it in and say right this is a portrait this is adrian portrait mode now right take that portrait please 
<laughs> Interesting because the, the Arsenal doesn't claim it learns from you. It claims it learned from others and then applies that to your photography. Well, why would I want to take photographs like other people? <laughs> That's a good question. But but I I think one of the okay so so it is one of those things that where I go do we really need that? <clears throat> On the other hand, I have the um I. I think what it does is it carries some of the things that smartphones do and carries it into other cameras or has the potential to do that. Again, this is not a product. This is just a pre-announcement and a pre-order. So I've, we haven't really seen it. Maybe maybe it's utter crap, but <laughs> we don't know that yet. But, <laughs> well, but it, it, <laughs> it has the potential of, of taking that some of that over to what um, what, what what the smartphones already do. Um, that's one thing. And the other is maybe in the future that might move into those bigger cameras and there will be more of that in there, more AI, more smartness. I mean, one of the things they claim is that when it detects birds in the shot, it will use a faster shutter speed. Okay. So I don't know how good that works. I don't know how fast it is, how... And so on. So there's a lot of open questions. But I think it has the potential to carry some of what smartphones do into the more pro cameras. Which is a definitely good thing, right? So we talk a lot about computational photography. Uh, and we've noted that the, the recent flagship Olympus camera has some of that built into it, at least according to the marketing blurb. I haven't played with one myself. And so, uh, you know, that, that, yeah, but, but it is something that is mostly missing from, uh, you know, from the cameras, the dedicated cameras hardware that you can buy today. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how much, yeah, how much that, that catches on. Um, because it's, I don't know, for me, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a, it's a gray area because the, yeah, we, some, some of this stuff, We've we've had for for well over a decade cameras that carry databases inside them to reference for automatic exposure. Yes, right, and nobody ever called that AI. <laughs> Which, yeah, I think that because it's a simple pattern matching operation, I don't think it's that it could be called AI. Now we are we're discussing only technical sides of photography at this point, which is of course. Which of course leaves out the most important aspect that I think still is in photography, and that is uh, what you point your camera at, <laughs> yes. how you frame the shot, what you leave out, what you what you include in the shot, and the timing when you press the shutter. And that's all decisions that this thing will not take for you. This is all decisions that are are your responsibility as a photographer. So, did you think so? So, at some point, do you think we're going to get a version two of this? Then that you put your camera on your tripod and you walk away to the to the place where you're just going to use, and it says, "No, you've put it in the wrong place." <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I've looked I th at my database of images, and you've put this in the wrong place. <laughs> I think. I think what 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 might happen is you have a you you they they will sell you not just the Arsenal magic box, but they will also sell you a motorized tripod head, and then it will talk to that, and it'll. T tilt the camera a bit more to the left and then a bit more up and then frame it for you and change the change the zoom ratio so that, i mean that, that could be interesting especially for <laughs> some of the more and then and then wait 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 it gets better and then oh, it God. will 
it will not just be a 3D motorized tripod head. No, the tripod will get little wheels and then it'll <laughs> it'll move around and reframe the shot from a different perspective. But wait, wait, we're not done yet. And now it will it'll put little little propellers on the camera and then it will be able to lift the camera up and put it anywhere you I think honestly, I think what Arsenal does comes from the different end that what drones do these days. And when and we talked about this uh, fully autonom autonomous drone already here in the show, um, I think they will probably be there faster than Arsenal will be. So that's my guess for the future. Well, I mean, the, the, the drone manufacturers are selling a very popular product already, so they've got far more development revenues yeah, and but they don't far do, more user but, feedback, haven't but they? But they too? don't do framing of the shots for you just yet. They don't do... <laughs> Choosing the right spot to take the ideal shot. So, so uh, I okay. So, so not not in in the sense that perhaps a landscape photographer would recognise the, the the concept, but you know, it, drones will follow prescribed paths based upon a a fixed point, won't they? That's how you get these these shots of of somebody standing looking wistfully across the sea, you know, when the drone is flying all around them, all automated, yeah, and they can just concentrate. Modes, yes. yes, they can concentrate on their uh, their wistful gaze rather than <laughs> flying their drone, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. <laughs> it is, but again, that's just the beginning, and they will become more autonomous, and I think. That's where it's going. So Arsenal, yeah, sure, get one if you want. I don't know how good it will be, but we're we're going to see very different things from drones pretty soon. That's, that's an interesting concept, an interesting idea. Anyway, I think that's enough speculation for the day. <laughs> um, let's wrap this up. And uh, yeah. Oh, and, and remind everyone at this point that we are still looking for your photos on social media. We still run the tfop now um hashtag on instagram on twitter on facebook so tfop now as a hashtag um, when if you shot photos where you have yeah where, where you have used some some of that modern technology maybe you used an uh maybe have an early version of the little arsenal box and maybe that made you shoot great photos so share those with us or if you use your smartphone and if you, if you use some of the magic that some of the apps in there can give you with your photography then let us know ha hashtag tfob now share your photos on social media yeah look forward to seeing them all right then let's wrap this up and we'll be back in a week from now until then take care bye been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 